It's episode 246 of Nerd's Eye View for the 13th of October. My name's Jordan. Who else is with me? I'm Andrew. Welcome, Andrew. And? Jessica. Welcome, Jessica. Special guest. Whoop, whoop. And uh, we're, uh, we're reviewing what? Pan? Yeah. Peter Pan? Yeah. Well, it's just called Pan. The Panster? Please, it's just called Pan. <laughs> okay. Please. You can't forget it. It's just called Pan because he has a pan flute necklace. He's got a pan flute, right? It's part of the logo. Yeah. Very important. Yeah. This is. is this is essential background details that we never right. knew about Peter Pan, and they've just revealed them to us. Yeah, and it's it's super new. Yeah, it's deep in the mythology and has nothing to do with the fact that an ad department needed a symbol on which to put their campaign around, but totally. Yeah, they've details. definitely they've dug up some old documents that Jay and Barry wanted to keep. Did they keep, hold on? Did keep. they find the original Pan? Look, the original Jay and Barry. Uh, he didn't want to talk about. Uh, certain aspects of Pan's backstory. Because look, but he we, wrote he wrote it down. Look, so that the future might know. We knew <laughs> after his death that he did know how to fly. So, I'm just saying. Okay. Uh, but besides that, we've got our box office top ten. We've got our new releases on Blu-ray, DVD, and TVD. And then uh, after our review, we've got our guess the ending, right? Yeah. And then after our guess the ending, at the very very end, we have our discussion. Yeah. Where if you've seen Pan. Stick around till then, and we're going to get to the nitty-gritty of the pan plot, mm-hmm. if you will. But first, let's do the box office. Count me down. I want to go on number 10. The Visit. <coughs> hopefully not to number 9. Everest. And I hopefully won't find a number 8 there. Black Mass. But I'd have to do a number 7. The Walk. Which is what I do through number six. Maze Runner, The Scorch Trials. At the end of that, I become a number five. Sicario. Which, before then, I had to be a number four. The Intern. On my way to becoming. Pan. Uh, And while I was waiting to be that, I stayed at number two. Hotel Transylvania 2. Before I became number one. The Martian. The Martin. Martin. Yeah. He loves martinis. I'm going to live on forever. He loves martinis. Uh, (laughs) You almost had it. I was so close. But almost. Almost. What? Because I didn't didn't get to say number three. Wait, isn't it called Martin? Oh, you you, did three. You said the word, you didn't say the number. I didn't get to say the number. You were you you jumped the gun. I was so excited though. I know. I was so excited. You were on it. And I just want to note for the record uh, the number two film is a sequel, and I love it when the numbers match. Yep. Number, number, two number two is Hotel Turn. Is number two. Uh, all right. What, fast Five was five. One, no, not Fast Five. Furious Six. What was the one? Seven. The it most was recent one. Seven. It stayed and in it seven was, for like three weeks. And I was so overjoyed. It was nice. <laughs> it was really good. It was the best. It was, so yeah. was happy that day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it all lined up. Fantastic Four was number four. For a while. When it opened. And oh, the, yeah. Oh. When it opened, it was. <laughs> and that was that like, was but this is still perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I love when the numbers match. <laughs> it was real nice. Uh, but the numbers are down. Hopefully, they're going to go back up. Oh, yeah. Well, it's because the the big opening was Pan, and that did not open as big as they hoped. Mm-hmm. It made, uh, I, I believe, didn't they say it cost $150 million to make? Yeah, and it made 10% of that. Yeah. This weekend. That's, that's so not, sad. That's not good. That's rough. Uh, but The Martian, coming in on the second week, sitting high at $37 million, and then Hotel Transylvania on the third week made $20 million. So It's the kids' film right kids now. Kids' film. And I think Pan was trying to come in and take that spot and didn't nah. do it. Nope. Because it's not animated. 
<laughs> not enough, at least. Not enough animation. I feel like we'll there's get to some th- animation. We'll get to that. Yep. That, that'll be interesting. But I don't feel like there's anything else interesting. I'm glad the intern's still up there. Yes, I think that we makes all are. Me feel good. Uh, the scorch trials are still there. You mean your scorch trials? You need to say it correctly, please. Uh, I say it the way it's said in the film. <laughs> um, but yeah, well, let's just get on to new releases. All right. Coming out new on DVD and Blu-ray, uh, we have Dope. Which is good. And we reviewed it in episode 231. Dope is good. Mm-hmm. Was that a two-for review or was that a single review? And I'm starting to, uh, I'm thinking it was a two-for, but maybe I'm wrong. I think mm-hmm. I'm wrong. I think I'm wrong. I didn't even write down who was on that show with us. Yeah. Could have been anyone. <coughs> I feel I like know. it was Justin. Let's just say it was Justin. Sure. <laughs> sure. I mean, I can pull up this info if you want. I'm going to, no, let's just move on. Okay. Just go listen to that episode. It's a good <laughs> yep. one. Yep. Uh, also, The Gallows coming out in DVD and Blu-ray. We reviewed that. That was part of a group review. Uh, we reviewed multiple films. Yeah, it was uh, but it was episode 242. Super awesome. Yeah, there was The Gallows, Fantaforstic. Yeah, because I, wanted, I, wanted, that, I wanted that film to be so different than it was. The Gallows? Yeah. Yeah, just because it was found footage. That's the problem. I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I hated it. And I kind of loved I it. I know you did. <laughs> Uh, and also on DVD and Blu-ray, we have Tomorrowland. Jessica, have, you, have you seen any of these? I thought you would have seen Tomorrowland. That seems I right up your to, alley. I didn't. Yeah. Well, now you can see it at your home. At my home. <coughs> it's on DVD and Blu-ray. Special. Don't buy it. We reviewed oh it God. in episode 226, and I'd say buy every copy. <laughs> uh, uh, Ty was with us on Dope. Oh, okay. That was a good episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Who was with us with Tomorrowland? That was David. Yep. I'm almost certain. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. We brought him on there for just that purpose. Mm-hmm. He's our Disney guy. He's our Disney guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, check out Tomorrowland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. You like Disney. I do. Yeah. I do. You'll be into it. Don't buy it. <laughs> buy check it, it out. immediately. Buy it, watch it, and then throw it in the trash. Why <laughs> did you not like it? I can't <laughs> remember now. I didn't like it. I don't remember you not liking it. Because it, it, it does such a good job of being like, these are everything we need to aspire to while being not a good movie. All right, I guess. <laughs> sure. I mean, I don't like the beginning part. It's super dumb. Yeah. Totally unnecessary. Yeah. Okay. Like, either make that movie or make the other movie. Don't make both movies. But they did. Oh, God. They made all the movies. I know they did. <laughs> all right. Uh, DVD only, we got nothing. I'm sorry. That's a dead nothing format, was worthy. people. Nothing was just worthy. Just throw your DVD players in the trash. <laughs> if you have a DVD-TV combo, just throw the whole thing in the trash. <laughs> I'd kind of like if that happened because then DVDs would get super cheap and yep. I could just amass them. Yep. And yeah. then you could rip them onto a hard drive and watch them from your oh, Plex machine. I kinda, I'm getting close to yep. doing that. That's I'm super close as well. But not even like, I'm do, I want to do what you're saying. I don't want to do the thing where you have to digitally buy it and mm-hmm. then you don't actually own super it. Super dumb. Yeah. Yep. And if the just, servers go down, good luck watching it. And if you don't like, like if you buy it on Apple, you can only watch it on Apple shit. Uh-huh. Like it's not, uh-huh. it's not, that's not what I want. No, fuck Apple. I hate I want to own it. I want to put it in my pocket. <laughs> Jordan is currently using a MacBook Air. What is I this? Have, I have an iPhone and an iPad <laughs> in my backpack. Do you actually know the name of whatever this model device it's is? It's a 15-inch uh, MacBook Air. Uh, not this gen, last gen. Mm-hmm. doesn't have the retina screen, but that's okay. It's like, have I told you about um, that other podcast to listen to? Um, no. Uh, Back to Work? Nope. Uh, you, should, you should give it a listen. Uh, it's Dan Benjamin and Merlin Mann. Okay. Uh, they're supposed to talk about productivity, but they talk about just whatever. 
and it's pretty great because then it's a show about we're supposed to be productive but instead we're procrastinating it's pretty great yeah yeah and but they also mostly talk about apple products they they experiment with all kinds of things but they they're mostly apple people mm-hmm. which kind of bothers me because i'm not Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, I kind of like hearing from the other side what's going on over there. Yeah, you could just ask me. I kind of like, <laughs> it's, it's nice here. Can you just for an hour sit down and record yourself talking about Apple products? Sure. And I'll take that with me. Uh-huh. And oh, maybe it's a podcast. We could just we could just get on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> what's a phone? <laughs> phone? What? Yeah. I have this podcast player Gross. device that I carry with me. Yeah, I have got an audiobook and player device texting. in my pocket. <laughs> yeah. I don't call people. No one calls people anymore. <laughs> Yeah, that was I get a, a, I get a fo- I literally get a phone call and I go what? <laughs> what? Yes, I, I need to stop calling people. <laughs> that was a joke on um on Community because uh, I do shut up Leonard. We just rewatched an episode where uh, Britta called somebody and they're like, oh my god, she was born in the uh, she was born in the eighties. She still uses her phone as a phone. <laughs> and I'm like, that's true. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's everyone at this table. Yep. <laughs> what? Born in 88. Uh-huh. No big deal. Uh-huh. Yeah. 85. I'm the old man here. Oh, shit. All right. And I the next one? <laughs> <laughs> what? What's, What's going on? What? New on Blu-ray. What? Talking about Disney. Finally. Aladdin. You the world. On Blu-ray. That's nice. Yeah. That's a good one. Apparently, um, they have like, uh, and it, it already made its way online somehow. I don't know if they officially released it or if it got leaked or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, but there's like... M- they included on this blue release more outtakes from Robin Williams. Oh, as the I heard about that. love yeah. it! Mm-hmm. Yeah, love it. Mm-hmm. It's like their diamond release or whatever. You know how they always do that. Shit. Yeah, they're like, "This is the silver release," and We're then gonna, five years later, "This yeah. is the gold." Mm-hmm. Yeah, the ruby. <laughs> they always skip the wood one though. Yeah, you know that ten ten years is the wood anniversary. It's because no one wants to say, oh, "I'm gonna knock on wood." <laughs> I feel like you can make too many bad jokes about. Yeah. Oh no, maybe ten is ten. Hold on, I'm this. This is from a movie, and I'm making the same mistake they are. Is five wood? Maybe five is ten. Is ten is wood? So what's next? The uh, <laughs> is the game we play? Yeah, whatever. Okay. Fine. Okay. So new on Blu-ray, <laughs> we have a film called uh, Elvis and Madonna, and this turn, will turn your iPad. I'm I'm trying to open it. It takes a minute to open it, even. I won't cheat. Oh my god. I'm good. I will. I can't even get it to tap right. Because <laughs> if I see it, I'll do it. There. Open. Open. Does that help go. when you talk to it? Does Sometimes. It's voice activated. There's a film new on it's Blu-ray Apple. called help you out. Elvis and Madonna. Mm. Uh, so this is this will be our game that we play where I make you guys try and guess what this film is about. Um, I'll give you some clues. Let me review the information really quickly. Talk amongst yourselves. So, how was your day? It was pretty good. Uh, I uh, purposely stayed up till about 4 o'clock in the morning. Wow. And then uh, woke up at purposely. 10. Yeah, because I was like, yeah, I have anything to do in the morning. Okay, um, so. Oh, hey, we're in the middle of something here. <laughs> I Okay, so, Jessica, you will get to guess first. Oh, boy. The plot of this film. Okay. Uh, you All that you know is it's called Elvis and Madonna. All right. I will either tell you. This is tough. I guess I could tell you. <laughs> The genre. All right. Or I can tell you whether or not the two, whether or not either of the two title characters are actually even in the film. Yes, the second one. Okay. No. 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 Oh, damn. That was going to be my guess. (laughs) (laughs) So I thought it was a good piece of information. It was a (laughs) very good piece. Well, you can can still work with it. Just go for it. Just take um, a guess. What is it about? Elvis and Madonna. 
They're not in it. <laughs> well, okay. Um, there's two dogs, and uh, one's named Elvis, and <laughs> one's named Madonna. Is this a sequel to Milo and Otis? <laughs> <laughs> I would say. Except it. they kill way less cats. In this way one. less cats. <laughs> Significantly less cats. <laughs> that's what. That's actually on the box. We killed less cats this time. <laughs> and on, in the background is Madonna music and Elvis music. Okay. That's how it correlates. Nice. nice. All right, Jordan. So you already know that they are not in this yes. film. He should get Elvis the genre. Then he should. Yeah. You will get the genre. Okay. It is a comedy. All right. Uh, this is about, uh, uh, this is like a retelling of, uh, it's, it's set in like a convent and it's kind of about a religion, but it's about like, uh, a woman becomes a nun because she wants to get away from, uh, her boyfriend cause she thinks that he's bad for her, but then he joins and tries to become a monk. And it's about like the misadventures of them trying to avoid each other, but still like be true to the vows that the vows that they took and everything. All right, that's a good guess. <laughs> All right, this film came out in 2012. What? Yeah. Wow. In Copacabana, lesbian photographer Elvis meets transvestite hairdresser Madonna while delivering pizzas. Oh, my goodness. The two quickly fall in love and move in together. But Madonna's ex-lover, Zhao, a drug dealer, tries to come between them and promises revenge against Elvis. <sighs> Obviously, guys. Ob- uh, sorry. Come on. Wow. How could you not get that? I my, was a little off. Right from the title. My goodness. I like yours better. <laughs> Simply because there's less cats died in your That's showing true. than the actual movie. I don't even know how they did that, but it happened. It happened. All right. Yeah. Also new on Blu-ray, uh, the film called 15 Minutes, okay. which that's uh, Robert De Niro and Ed Burns. I remember it was a yep. big deal when it came out. And Kelsey Grammer. Sure. I haven't seen it. Neither have I. I thought you might have. Nope. Anyway. Uh, now for the TVD section, uh, which is where Jessica and I will now play a game where we attempt to guess whether or not Jordan has seen these releases and how much. The first one being Bates Motel, season three. I'm going to say season three, you've watched none. You probably watched a little season one. I'm going to say that he's definitely interested in in wanting to see this one and... I'm going to say you're up to season two, but not quite season three yet. But you're giving me funny eyes, so I don't know <laughs> that means. He always gives funny eyes. <laughs> i got to throw people off. I haven't watched a single episode That's of the show. It. Dang it. Yep. I thought you would have watched maybe one. It's been interesting to me, but uh, I've, never, I've never really been interested in the subject matter. The whole relationship, AMC. Don't you watch, isn't that where you watch Turn, Washington Spice? Oh, yeah, I love that show. <laughs> <laughs> thought maybe you got a little crossover with oh, that. That channel's so good. Um, you and that show. Uh, such a good show. Mm-hmm. But you've never been interested in Bates Motel. Jamie Bell. I just don't... Uh, that whole thing's so weird to me. I'm okay. good. I'm good. Uh, I'm okay. good. <laughs> uh, lastly, on TVD, we have the show Wayward Pines, the complete first season. I'm going to say, Jordan, you are an avid Wayward Pines watcher. Mm-hmm. Or it's entirely DVR'd and you're, you're trying to catch up desperately. Oh, man. Now you totally throw me off. Um, yes, you do watch it, and you are all caught up. His second one is right. Yeah, I thought that I've was watched good. a good amount, it, uh, amount of it, but uh, I realize like I'm super behind on a lot of shows, and it's sitting in the backlog. I think I have seven episodes, so I'm like 
Oh, wow. I've only watched like three episodes, yeah. but I'm definitely going to finish it because I'm running out of room on my DVR. I have, <laughs> I have, I have to. <laughs> All right, so that is what's coming out new on DVD and Blu-ray. If you want to check any of those out, go to your local video store uh, or Amazon because local video stores I was going to say, are dying. where are they? That's what we've been asking people. No one where will tell us. Where are they? No I one will tell us. I didn't keep an eye out this time, but I'll do it. <laughs> we didn't drive around. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I drive around a lot. Where are so. they? Looking. I named one last time, and Justin was like, really? Where is that one? I had to freaking find it on a map. <laughs> Uh, all right, so when we come right back, uh, we will be reviewing Pan. Feeling peckish this midnight? Set your appetite for terror and reserve your ears for a feast of the sound. The Midnight Marinara podcast is here for you, intrepid listeners. We sample only the finest in sinister stories and, coating them with our own unique spooky sauce, present them to you as eerie audio dramas. Tune in twice monthly as Midnight Marinera sends shivers of fear and spasms of laughter through you. Bon appetit. <laughs> Peter, it's your file. Will you read it? It's from your mum. My dearest Peter, I long for the day that I can come back for you and explain everything. You are extraordinary. More than you can imagine. I promise that you will see me again. In this world, or another. Tribe's bravest warrior. Well, well, well. The princess, I presume. Oh, well, I'm actually just a minor, but I appreciate the compliment. Bishop. Are you insane? Directed by Joe Wright. Written by uh, Jason Fuchs. Good. And uh, J.M. J. Barry did all the... J.M. Barry, he had the J. secret J. screenplay. Yep. Uh, 
Um, Garrett Headland. Yep. Levi Miller. Yep. Uh, Rooney Mara. Yep. Uh, You're missing the main one. Uh, oh shit! Wolverine. Yep. Oh, come <laughs> on. <laughs> Whatever his name is. What oh, is his name? I'm this sorry. is sad. Hugh, Hugh Jackman. Jackman. There you go. He's a huge. He's a huge Jackman. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, can I name one more? How deep can I go on Pan? Hold up. Oh shit! I forgot to look up that that girl's name, but the the mother character. Amanda. Um, Seyfried. Yep. Yes. That blew my mind when she was the right away in that first scene. She's the mother, and, I'm like, and she was doing hardcore parkour. It was sweet. <laughs> I was like, "What's going on?" And the, the, the fact that she said hardcore parkour when she <laughs> went over that gate—that was a little much. But uh, yeah. I understand. They sure. gotta, they gotta go for the kids, you know. YouTube uh, video watchers. So, <laughs> in case anyone you know doesn't understand what's going on here, Pan is the origin story. Yeah, of Peter Pan. We don't have enough origin stories. We needed to know. How he came to be in Nether- ne- Netherland. Nether. Oh <laughs> ne- <laughs> Nether. We needed to know how he defeated uh, the original pirate king, Blackbeard, because apparently that's a thing. Yeah, because there's tons of text about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a historical record. Uh huh. We needed to know who was his daddy and what did he do. We needed to know. Yep. And why fairies <laughs> liked him so much. Yeah. And we needed to know. Uh, Tiger Lily Shrug Sure I don't know Sure There was no nothing there mm. I don't know what to say Can anyone tell from my tone That I'm not I didn't enjoy this film Oh <laughs> What did you think Jessica You're our guest We'll let you start I enjoyed it Yeah uh, Yeah Yeah um, What part <laughs> Specifically help, help the me. exact lines I want to know That um, made you care <laughs> I enjoyed, you know, from the act, the actress's stance, I enjoyed the performance of Peter Pan. I was constantly saying to myself, wow, like, this kid, look at all these lines he's memorizing, and he's performing it so well, and he's really making me believe that this is happening. Mm-hmm. And so that really um, was a positive. I also really enjoyed the soundtrack, the music that went along with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'll possibly buy a couple of those, the songs. Yeah. And um, the scenery was also, I liked how they put everything together. The forest, you mean? The forest, the, the whole scenery. N- Neverland? Well, That's what it's called. Then, uh, you know what? <laughs> I'm not going to trip up on that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, how they, you know, flew through space, and mm. I liked all that. And space. The yeah. Martian had space. Yeah. I liked, it. I liked the visual imagery in the film. I, I found their uh, CG to be inconsistent, which was super oh, annoying. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, some that down. some scenes it. some scenes were super nice, and yeah. other scenes were like, whoa. The, what is was this called? the, the is never, this is this the, the Matrix? Bird. Yeah, the Neverbird. That I was that like, that was bizarre. Did yeah, they, I was yeah. like, did they just steal that from a video game that yeah. was made ten years ago uh-huh. and just didn't fix uh-huh. it? Because uh-huh. I couldn't. I looked at that and I was like, I don't uh-huh. even believe that's in on the screen right now. Did? I don't even believe. Super weird. I'm looking at it. Um, it was a. a it was just for the for the for the listener. Let's describe the Neverbird. It's a skeleton uh, creature with uh, like a skeleton feather feather wings yeah, with nice. like peacock nice wings. peacock wings. Yep. That's but that's that was a description it. of it. Um, and it would jump out. It looked like it belonged in Alice in Wonderland. This yeah. this screams of like they had a bunch of different production companies working on the CG work. And the scenes of the good production companies looked great, mm. and the scenes from the bad production companies were like, "Oh, we don't have enough time." Yeah, you know the to fix this. The air fight in that first scene looked pretty good. Oh, great! Even though I was kind of like, I'm like, I'm not in yet. 
Yeah. I'm like, give me a second movie. Just b- no, buckle but it, me up. It looked great. Yeah, it looked good. Yeah. I was, it, it reminded me of, um, do you recall in Jupiter Ascending when they had that like 20 minute air fight scene? Over New York? Yeah. Yep. And it reminded me of that because I was like, as much as uh, I cared the same amount. Yep. Because we were we were at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. You didn't you, have any reason to care. You got you to gotta get us invested a little yeah. before you start flying in all crazy places. Because mm-hmm. I do, I enjoyed that those dog fights with yeah. pirate ships. Yeah, those are cool. They cut away to the the ladies on the on the communications, and they were like a pirate ship. And then for some reason, they already had a little marker that would look like yeah. a pirate yeah. ship. Yeah, that was convenient. Uh, well, you know what? Jimmy was just sitting in the corner. He just whittled it real quick. I <laughs> I kind of enjoyed that as a humor thing, but then that kept happening, and it wasn't funny anymore. Uh-huh. Like it stopped being funny really quick. Yeah. Where things were just super convenient all the time, and yeah. I was like, "Yeah, that's I actually thought that a couple times. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is convenient." <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, evil nuns. Do you want to talk about evil nuns? The hats. Can we just talk about? <laughs> Can we just talk about those hats? <laughs> the hats were appropriate. That's what that's what they used to look I like. I know. It just. Yeah. It took me a second. It's like, oh wow, all right. That's some big hats. Yes. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I, I think feel, I think it goes. I feel like it's never justified. I feel like it's never, it's never like qualified. It's just kind of, um, just kind of there. Yeah, that's, but that's how I felt all about a lot of things in this film. But like that was like the very first thing, and I was like, oh, nuns are selling orphans to pirates. Okay. All right. Uh, for <laughs> like, me, you have to buy that before you can even get to Neverland. It's not even. It's not even that. I feel like it's. Uh, it's kind of a statement of like. Um, the loss of innocence during World War Two, mm-hmm. and like the stretches people were willing to go mm-hmm. to, like take care of themselves in desperate times like that, and and just like how evil adulthood can make you. I want to read your term paper on Pan. Yeah, you're really you're really pulling things together. Yeah, um, because Jessica, you were saying you like the music. Mm-hmm. Are you referring to when they got to Neverland and they started singing? What's that song called? I actually really the did Nirvana like that song? part. I really did. I was just like, all right. Uh, I just okay. <laughs> a Knight's Tale did it. <laughs> we don't need to do it again. But from a from a literary standpoint and from a story standpoint, it makes sense if they're willing to go if they can go to any time period. Well, that's, if they can time travel to any time, I'll give you that. Because and take kids from different there's places. One line that where where Blackbeard's doing his intro and he's like, "I pull people from every era," and I was like. Time? What the fuck? Time travel? Yeah. Like, what is happening right now? And yet, everyone we saw, no one was from a different time period. Yeah, that's yeah. the that's the bother. Like, mm. if if Hook was from like today, well, if Hook that would have been <laughs> super interesting. Can I just say, if Hook had a character, yeah, there was like <laughs> if if he pulled out a said cell phone and went, I don't have reception here. That yeah. would have been dope. Uh-huh. Yeah, make him from a different era, yeah. but everyone was from England almost or other parts of the world. Or just other parts of the world of the same time or yeah. a very close time. Yeah, if you're taking kids from all places and like all times, most have, of the, a, have it represented yeah. in the in his slave populace. Yeah, it looked like most of the pirates were from like the Victorian era. Right. And then everyone, all the slave children were from the, you know, world. Look, basically I wanted like, some <laughs> Somali pirates up there with them. I wanted anything. Yeah. I wanted everything. Yeah. And it almost gave me nothing. Yeah, like if you're going to if you're going to invest in that story conceit, go mm-hmm. all the way. Mm-hmm. They also, what's the second song they sing? They sing that, and then they sing another song. Uh, they do that, sing another. I don't remember. And uh, that was the only two, and that happens very early on, and then that's dropped. They're done. Yeah. 
Is that all they could afford? You think? I think so. Do you think that was built into they the script? They ran out of money. What do you? Who? Who do you think to did license that? music? I don't know. I don't. Here's what I'm going to tell you right now. I don't. Huge blame... Ackman uh, <laughs> is big on Broadway. The man could sing. Yeah. I don't blame the director for this, because as far as I'm concerned, he did his job. This movie visually was very interesting. Oh, it's wonderful. Except for the CGI problems that we talked yeah, about. Yeah, weird CGI problems. But as like a, a conceptual point of view, gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Really interesting stuff, except for that dumb bird. I blame the writers. Yeah, me Or too. whoever stepped in after and cut out all the parts that made it make sense. Because we talked, we talked about uh, Levi Miller's performance. Like, he commits... Yeah, and so does Hugh, Hugh Jackman. Like, yeah, huge. Oh the, man, I like, was interested is, in him. Oh, super. Even I, it kind of was like, oh, okay, Blackbeard's here. But yeah, I was like, I'll, I'll, I'm in, whatever. Like they did the best they could, but sometimes the script was a little, mm-hmm. little. Yeah. Oh, I almost remember the name of the guy who plays like his first command with the steel glove or whatever's going on there. Uh huh. That guy's cool. Yeah. He was in Cinderella. Do you remember? Yes. He was the foot. Footman. Uh huh. And he he was in. He was funny in that movie. Game of Thrones. Yes. Yeah. Maybe. I think he's good as like a right hand man. He is I good. I kind of like him in that role. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was good. Let's uh-huh. let's, let's mm-hmm. look at my let's look back at the notes. Oh, they closed for some reason. Good job. Oh, here, mine's okay. open. Okay. Well, what do I got? Yeah, I don't want to mention some of those things until the discussion. Do we want to talk a little about Tiger Lily? Because okay, there's so some, there's no, definitely there's hubbub about whitewashing this film. Yeah, and I want to say when looking at the tribe, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there because the tribe is made up of people indigenous to the island, and from what it looks like, people who escaped from slave camps mm-hmm. earlier, mm-hmm. like during the time, because it, it it sets up pretty early that Blackbeard is pretty much immortal. He's been around a long time. He uses we haven't even touched on this aspect. He uses fairy dust to keep himself he uses young. Pixum. Yeah, pick some. They call it <laughs> pick some, uh, and and if that's true, then the tribe is made up of all races. Yeah. So for her to be considered a princess or whatever, like that's not that's not that weird because there's all different races represented in the tribe. Except that the chief was very dark skinned. But th- they never said that that's his dad. Yeah, her dad. they never touched on mm, that. I feel like like, it like is, the the structure. Like no, you the, don't think so. The way it's set up, the way they talk to each other, the way. Everything is set up in the movie from what we're shown. Mm-hmm. They are not related. Well, and then that's the other weird thing. Oh, no, that's that's related. I'm sorry. I'm getting the tribe mixed up with pixies. Yeah. Which um, there was a whole thing about the pixie prince or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So Tiger Lily, she became like, you know, she, she is like the second in command. It, it almost seems like their stations are earned by merit, not by... And then not by f- familial. I was also confused. They had a the fighter that that Hook had to fight in that one scene. Mm-hmm. They called him Pan because yeah, they call the Pan. The, they, the, the Pan is their greatest warrior. Yeah, yeah. and he comes come and. But did they not believe that he was the Pan that they were waiting for for the prophecy? We'll is see. That... The the way it looks like is they have a greatest warrior who is the Pan mm-hmm. who represents that because like their their tribe. For me, he was the Rufio. If yeah, he's he's Hook. straight up Rufio. Yeah, and I was like, oh, they just they stole the Rufio idea. Yeah, that's not cool. Like I didn't, I was I was kind of weirded out by that, mm. especially because like there's one like brief quick moment later on in the film where that guy looks at you know looks at Peter mm. and is like, you betrayed us. And I was like, well, I don't even understand what he means right now. Like, what, why is he mad? Like, 
you're you're a dummy. I don't know. I was probably mad. because uh, he didn't believe he was. He didn't believe pan. it was him. Oh, yeah, like, oh. he's a pretender. There's a lot of things that just came and went in this movie, and, and was, because them them coming there ends up. Yeah, it kind of ruins everything. Ruins everything. <clears throat> yeah, I did enjoy. Um, there was one thing that I really enjoyed was was I wanted to like Hook a lot, even though it was it was he was kind of like silly that his name was Hook. Mm-hmm. And but when you when you meet him, and he's holding a hook he's when you first a hook meet him to sharpen things, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, that's kind of dumb, but I want to like it. Mm-hmm. And then he wants to escape, and he wants a, a ship to escape on. And I'm like, that's a good that's a good character like need. That's a good thing like if how gonna, he becomes a captain. Yeah, if you're gonna make up like a whole new thing like yeah that's a cool like he's trapped he wants to get out he needs to steal a ship he understands that and i would like that as like a like a thing that he wants because he has motivation mm-hmm. yeah uh so compared to like a lot of the other characters i was like okay at least he has like something that he's going for yeah. like, i just wish he was delivered a little differently and i wish he had character like yeah. he 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 lies about his backstory and then he never tells whatever the truth the is truth, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I kept waiting for it yeah i'm like all right here we go and then it never happened because at one point he was like how do you think i got these scars and we're like all right that's a little much (laughs) (laughs) how do you think i got this hook yeah that was his line (laughs) that'd be good i think i can get into that yeah well then if he's lying about all that is his name really hook like is he lying Mm -hmm. about his name that's what he just chose Mm -hmm. right did he like when he came to the netherlands (laughs) (laughs) i'm just kidding (laughs) Uh, when he came, did he like choose a whole new name? You know, yeah. like oh, I'm gonna be a new identity. Yeah, especially because he he tries to act like he's like I don't need friends. Like that's his right. whole big thing. And this this reminds me of that crappy commercial that plays before a lot of these uh, movies because you, you know it used to be you just got to see trailers to movies. Now you see a bunch of commercials before the trailers start. Mm-hmm. Well, mostly and Coke commercials. Yeah, <laughs> mostly. <laughs> oh, God, man, the fact that they equate Coke to happiness is ridiculous. Yeah. But uh, besides that, there's also like an Allstate commercial or something where like for all the nevers in life where he just says, Oh, I'm never going to have kids. I'm never going to get married. And at the very end of the commercial, he says, I'm never going to let go. Now, if you follow the logic (laughs) of that commercial up to that point, that means he is going to let go. (laughs) It means he's going to leave his family, find a young woman and, and ditch them. Like pretty screwed up by the logic of what he's been doing the entire commercial, the whole whole commercial, but also it's screwed up because he's like, I don't want this. And then he's forced into it. Like, and then he's like, Oh no, wait, I'm happy here. I guess. Especially it gets super screwed up for me when it gets to, they've had a kid, they have a house, he's married. And then he's like, I never want another kid. And she says, I'm pregnant. And it's like, <laughs> this guy just lives a series of Shit. never getting what he wants, and then he just has to find happiness in he it. He has to find happiness in buying a van that looks cool. And then like, at the very, and then at the very end of the commercial, he's like, "I'm never gonna let go." Yeah, and, then and if we believe of, yeah. everything else in the commercial, he's now gonna let go of his family and <laughs> and have a midlife crisis, and she's gonna be destitute well, and probably have to sell the house. When he's saying that he's never going to have it, he you know sincerely believes that he's never going to do it. You mm-hmm. know, so maybe in that moment, he sincerely believes, no. "I'm never gonna let go." No. No, <laughs> not based on the logic set up by the commercial. No, nope. well, see, oh no, no, no. So by but, the logic of that commercial, then the wife would turn to him and say, "I want a divorce." Yes, oh. that's how it happened. Yep, because he never, he, he always he says, never wants it, exactly, but it happens anyway. It happens anyway. So he's gonna find out that she's sleeping with somebody from work. The, the second up. kid's not his. Second kid's not his. It's a fucked up commercial. We're writing a sequel to that, commercial that we hate. That reminds <laughs> me of the Mazda right commercial that also plays before movies, where the guy like gets a Mazda when he's a kid, mm. like secondhand. Because it's all like a poetry, like sing-songy commercial. And then at the very end, he gets another Mazda. And he's like got great hair, gray hair and stuff like that. And it's like the car that reminds you of when you were you. And I'm like, 
He just had a family and all these beautiful things you showed us. And then he gets this car when he's having his midlife crisis and you're saying, to remind you of you before you had all this other shit in your life? Like, <laughs> this is the midlife crisis midlife car? Crisis, yeah. Oh, it's horrible commercials. Mm-hmm. But that reminds me of Hook because he's constantly lying yeah. throughout the entire film yeah. and we never get the truth from him. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. think aside, we have the uh, truth. Aside from when he's just trying to get into ty- Tiger Lily's pants. Tiger Lily skirt yep. pants. Pant combo thing. I don't know. Her <laughs> headdress. <laughs> He's trying to get into her headdress. Trying to get in that headdress. Whew. Um in that headspace? <laughs> I don't even know what to say about that. What? Wait till it comes out on HPO. Don't even. I'm and just gonna say don't even. No, I think I think this is good for children is if it? your kids like Peter Pan. I think I think if your kids, it's a little in depth though. I mean, but that's what I'm saying is if they've watched other Peter Pan stuff and they dug it, no, I don't think so. I think I think visually it's got enough going on. Hook, hook, visually, like think about it. Okay, put all these bright lights and moving colors in front of kids and and be like, ships that fly, ships that fly. Yeah, kids are gonna love this, but also that they just love it for the visuals. And also, don't pretend that. And also There's parents not quite want. for the story. And I also would say for the visuals. Yeah. And also parents are gonna be like, be good or pirates are gonna come steal you out of your room and make you like Cirque du Soleil. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Like good Cirque luck du if you're an orphan. Yeah. Cause you're going. Yeah. Okay. Oh, right. I'll wait for the end part. Yeah. Yeah. The discussion. Yes. We're gonna yes. get let's just we should we should move into that. But to wrap up the review, I say don't even bother seeing it. Uh-huh. It hurts me to do that, but because uh-huh. I loved Joe Wright, I loved Hannah. Mm-hmm. He did Hannah, Hannah was which so good. It had a good story and it was visually interesting. Which Why that's couldn't that be the Peter Pan story? I don't know. Just the opposite it's of upsetting. Peter Pan. It's upsetting because Peter Pan used to be played by a woman. I know she still plays her. Yep, Kathy Rigby. She's great. Uh, yeah, I left this theater thinking, "What did I just do? Like, what <laughs> just happened to me? Yep. Like, why did I even?" Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but you all liked it. That's so harsh. <laughs> go for it. <laughs> Let's talk about what's coming out new in theaters. Let me tell you. Here's what's coming out new in theaters. We got Goosebumps. We got Crimson Peak. We got Bridge of Spees. Spees. We, we got Room. <laughs> we got a room for rent. That's what's happening right now. <laughs> uh, are you gonna are you gonna have goosebumps when you rent a room on the Bridge of Spies at the Crimson Peak? Well, you rent a room at the Crimson Peak, and to get there, you have to go over the Bridge of Spies. Oh, with goosebumps. With yeah, you're gonna. But they're get gonna goosebumps. give you goosebumps yeah. because the bridge is way goosebumps high. Goosebumps gives me goosebumps. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Say that three times fast. <sighs> nope. Um, before we play, guess the ending. Uh, let's get out some thanks. Let's start with uh, a, a silent partner who did our theme song, Sophomore, Sophomore Makeout. Out. Got that from the YouTube Audio Library. Go to youtube.com slash audio library for that song and more free songs to use in your stuff that you do. We should also thank Justin Kizan. He made our logo. You can find his writings and more at agentsofguard.com. That's agentsofguard.com. If you like Justin uh, and you like podcasts, you should check out, I'm sure, Ben Vion Spielberg. They're going to do a Bridges Bees special. Oh, Bridges Bees. Uh, so go check out that show. Uh, also, if you like podcasts, you should check out Shut Up Leonard. It's where Matt Benson and I talk about the TV show community. Are you guys done or what? I thought the show's over with. Uh, in December, I think we'll be done. Okay. Or by early next year. Gosh, guys. Because we're in season three right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot you were I going back. we have eight or less episodes left. Nice. Yeah. Cool. 
and also you should check out the other podcast that I do with uh, Matt Benson and David King called Pick Your Path. It's a choose-your-own-adventure-style enhanced podcast where you, the listener, get to make choices in a story that is original and fully scripted. And the last episode of season one has dropped. It's called The Secret of Mulligan Cove. Ooh. It's actually a little bit about pirates. Is there a li- So is if you want a good pirate story, don't see Pan. Listen to this podcast. <laughs> is there golfing? Because it is I, called Mulligan. I don't think so. That's uh, I haven't listened to the full story yet. That's a shame. I, I need Because to. You, how can you call something Mulligan Cove and not have some golf reference? Mini golf. <laughs> they have to play mini golf They're in order to I get through a puzzle? I don't know. Look, in order to Look, get the, the idol, instead of putting sand on its place, you've got to make a hole in one. Uh, so go to benvnetwork.com slash PYP to find that or look on your podcast app. That's a thing, right? Yeah, one of the one of the good ones because it is an enhanced podcast. Yeah, if you're on Apple, it'll work no matter what. Yup. What else? Tom. If Tom was here, he'd tell you about Optograb.org. That's his personal website where he posts all his things. He also writes for Readwave. That's a tough one. Readwave.com. Readwave. And he writes short stories, which are available on Amazon, Smashwords, and uh, uh, Blarney. What's that thing called? Bingo? Nook? Nook. 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 Barnes & Noble Nook. There it is. Whew. Bingo Bingo. Jordan, what do you do? I'm on Twitter. Uh, sometimes I write poetic things. Other times I just do like a eh in, uh, in ASCII form, just, just for fun. Uh, but mostly... I'm over at uh, Gamer Assault Weekly doing some video content, and this Saturday I'll be streaming a video game. I have no idea what I'll be doing. Uh, usually I've been playing Mario Maker and making sweet, sweet Mario levels that nobody plays, but uh, I have no idea. I'll play something. I don't know. All right. Sure. Uh, you should also check out a little publication called the Long Beach Union Weekly. It's the weekly student-run magazine that comes out of Cal State Long Beach, where I am the entertainment editor. And I write at it sometimes. 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 We'll, we'll get you in. Yep. Uh, so if, you go to, if you're near the Long Beach area, go pick up a copy in the physical location. But or, it's also available online, right? Yeah. I mean, lbunion.com is our website, and uh, we're on the publishing platform Issue. Ooh. It's I-S-S-U-U. Nice. Uh, go look us up there. That's a digital copy of a magazine. Uh, before we get into the network stuff, does Jessica do anything online? Yeah, Jessica, do you want to promote? Are you having any appearances? Uh, do you have Not an Instagram yet. or Twitter that you're willing to share with the listener base? Um, yes, I am on Instagram, uh, Jessica L. McKay. Nice. Booyah. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. All right. You don't use your Twitter. No. I follow you. I, I put uh, one thing on. <laughs> you're like, Hi. Hi, Twitter people. <laughs> What's up, guys? Well, you, you called Follow me on Instagram. <laughs> Bye. <Yeah>. Tweet, tweet <laughs> birds. Hi. <laughs> tweet, tweet. Uh, and if you like podcasts, you should check out all the podcasts on the Benview Network. BenviewNetwork.com. Uh, we already mentioned Benview on Spielberg. Yep. We mentioned Shut Up Lander. We mentioned Pick Your Pat. Oh, there's so many other ones. Uh, go listen to uh, Radio Brenda Man. They did a special from LA Pod Podcast Festival. Nice. Where they talked to, uh, you know, such uh, noted comedians as Greg Proops, Ooh. Mark Marin, Graham Elwood, uh, nice. and just other people they met there. Very cool. Uh, so that was, a, that was a fun show to listen to. Um, and our personal website for Nerds Have You is nevpodcast.com. Uh, email us with your thoughts, concerns, movies you want us to talk about, nevpodcast at gmail.com. And we're on Twitter at nevpodcast. And my personal Twitter is at podcasterandrew. And I'm at truevalk. And you don't 
you just Instagram. I just in, please just Instagram. <laughs> you should just you should just have in your bio a link to your Instagram account on Twitter. <laughs> right, just yeah. so there, tweet guys. it once a day. It's a redirect. <laughs> uh, all right, so now it's time for guess the ending. You'll never guess how it ends. And Jessica's up first. Okay. You don't know how this works. <laughs> the one thing this we didn't explain. This is your first time. So just, so just read, read the title, the director, who it stars, and the description, and then guess how it will end. All right. Yep. So I'm going to go first with Goosebumps, director Rob Letterman, starring Jack Black. Woo! Dylan Minette. Am I saying that right? Oh, oh boy. Odia Rush? <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, Ryan Lee. Trust me, we really enjoy when when I sneak a foreign film in there, and it's got <laughs> there's umlauts and uh, oh, I love it, all kinds of things. Yep. Yeah, I can imagine. All right, a teenager teams up with the daughter of a young adult ho- horror author, R.L. Stein, after the writer's imaginary demons are set free on the town of Greendale, Maryland. Um, I actually am very curious about this film. Growing up, I did read a lot of Goosebumps, and um, when you guys are talking about the podcast about pick your own ending. They actually had R.L. Stein books where you could pick your own ending. Nice. And so um, that's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I, I loved reading his stuff, and I'm really hoping that it stays true to his, you know, his writings. I don't know how they're going to pull everything together, but um, for this movie, I anticipate um, the kid meeting the girl and them, you know, really liking each other, and then they go in the house. And I think what it is, they open up the books and all the, uh, the stories come to life. Um, it looks like it's a happy film, so I'm guessing that they all, <laughs> they somehow get them back inside the books and they know not to open them. But as a kid, you know, no, as you know, an adult watching this, I'd be okay with it. But as a kid, if I saw this movie, I'd be like, oh my God, never opening up another book. Like Ever. we're just not doing this. Ever. This would be books a, are bad. Right. This would be a burn good them <laughs> <laughs> in the street. This would be a good, um, argument in school you know why are you gonna open don't open up your history book you know that's what the internet's for (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i anticipate them all you know riling up all so this becomes a a, like a international wide movement where everyone just burns all the books that they find because you don't know what's going to open up it's like the harry potter stuff and the people the people who are found reading they're stoned to death it's crazy (laughs) well people did like burn harry potter books oh no i believe it look crazy people live in this world yeah 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 this is true (laughs) Yeah. All right. I'm going to guess the ending for Crimson Peak, directed by Guillermo del Toro, starring Mia Wasikowski. I think that's how you say it. Sure. I'll I've, give it to you. I've really tried to remember how it's said, and that's as close as it I'll It sounded get. good. Jessica Chastain, Tom Heidelston, and Charlie Humminen. These, these, nice. these, these are all people I like. I mean, yeah. I'm not super hot on Charlie Hunnam. Well, the, you can't be wrong. I, you I can mean, have a wrong opinion. He hasn't won me over entirely. You didn't yeah. like Pacific Rim? I did, but not for him. Did you like Specific Rim? I liked the Specific Rim. All right. Yeah. Okay. In the aftermath of a family tragedy, an aspiring author is torn between love for her childhood friend and the temptation of a mysterious outsider. Trying to escape the ghosts of her past, she is swept away to a house that breathes, bleeds, and remembers. All right, so um, she's an aspiring author because she has written some stuff, and her uh, so the childhood friend uh, that's um, I want to say that's Tom Hiddleston. That's going to be Tom Hiddleston. Who is the childhood friend? And the mysterious outsider is Charlie Hunnam. I'm sure that's backwards, but I like my version of it better. I don't care. 
You can shake your head all you want. This is my version. This is as far as I can shake my head because of my oh, my metal. Christ. All right, I'll do it the other way. That's okay. fine. So Charlie Hunnam is the <laughs> friend. I've only seen the trailer once. Really? I think I missed half of it. So. Oh, okay. All right, well, that explains a lot. Yeah, you know, he's, uh, he used to have a biker gang. Jeez. And then he uh, rode around please. in robots. I've got an idea. Let okay. me run with it. Right. It doesn't actually matter who's the childhood friend and who's the whatever. But okay, just for a visual aspect. No, no, no. Just go for it. Just imagine go, No, go the original want. way. Go the original way. Uh, because so her childhood friend, uh, she's in love with him. And he's like, well, you know, we we can... It, it, like, There's like a thing where it's at a time where it's like they can't say that they're getting married. They have to do like the whole dance of like, oh, you know, I'll give you a, a cow and you'll, you know, wear a a, a ring for a year and then... After that, we'll make a declaration or whatever. You know how it was back in the day. So he says, well, you know, while you're deciding or while your family's deciding, because you don't get to decide what your life is, uh, live in this old house of mine. This this great old house. Just go stay there for a while. And that's where she meets a mysterious outsider, because he's like a neighbor type or it doesn't matter. Uh, But she sees him out in the out in the garden while she's up up in the up in the up in the attic. That's what it's called. It's an attic. And uh, she starts seeing things, and she wants to write, uh, but the the like the voice, all the ghosts and spirits and voices or whatever, are telling her what to write, and she's like just writing, just furiously writing. And one day the uh, the guy comes in, and he's like, "What have you done?" Like she's written all up and down the walls, all around. We're talking about yellow everywhere. wallpaper right now. Mm, okay, you caught on real quick. I did. Uh, uh, yeah. So then she becomes the wallpaper, and then the stuff starts. Yeah, she's walking. Around she starts creeping, hunching, yeah. creeping. <laughs> That was a good story, right? That was a good story. Was a, that I was wanted to make a solid reference to... That was you, good story. you wanted none of us to know about that, huh? Well, Jordan, I figured, would catch on. You I was doing my best to ignore it. No, uh... <laughs> Jordan usually, his guess the ending is he takes another movie and just describes that and puts in the parts of the plot that makes sense. No, uh, you said something <laughs> about the attic, up in the attic, and from now on, I'm going to say uh, down in the attic and up in the basement. Well, yeah. that's true. From now on. Uh, halfway filled with water, please. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the At attic all times. is halfway filled with water. And uh, But the shelves only have records in them above, above the water. That's true. Right, because we plan ahead. Otherwise, plan they'll ahead. get destroyed. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. anyway, the, the actual ending of this film is she becomes one with the wallpaper, and mm-hmm. then another woman moves in, and then she is the whisperer for that woman. Oh. Yeah. That. And Charlie Hunnam's like, well, I guess I gotta try again. <laughs> you do know that the plot might actually be pretty close to that. I, you know, I don't. I'm good at this. I'm so I'm saying I'm good at this. All work and no play makes mm. what's the main character makes name? Jessica Chastain a dull boy. Well, that's wrong. A dull boy. Uh, Richard Spees. Do you remember my intern guess? I was. I feel like I was damn close, close. with my intern. You were really close. They just didn't do the with obvious thing. Yeah. And I was kind of happy. And you didn't know that they were going to have a heist in the middle of the movie. Oh, Jesus Christ. No that, one could know that. I'm still thrilled by that. You just yeah. said heist, and I got, th- I got oh. a thrill. I got a thrill. <laughs> Chill down your spine, right? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Just saying it. That's what I say heist sometimes for no reason, because of the he, chills. And he's Ben Affleck's brother. Yeah. <laughs> Real good. Oh, so have you good. seen Intern yet? No. Go you see should. The Intern. That that's, movie's so good. That's a good movie. Uh, they, they up you, though, so be careful about the up parts. Oh, sure. And all tearjerker parts. Some tearjerker parts. Yep. Uh. Bridge of Spees. Directed by Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg. 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 By Tom Hanks, uh, Mark Rylance, Alan Ida, and Amy Ryan. Okay. No? uh, Alan Ida? By Hanks, Tom, uh, Rylance, Mark. Uh, Aida, Allen, and Ryan, Amy. 
or in this movie. An American lawyer is recruited by the CIA during the Cold War to help rescue a pilot detained in the Soviet Union. Um, you know, I should always read these before I pick them. Yeah. But I feel like I've seen the trailer enough. I say, I have you know. never seen the trailer? Oh, God, like every time I'm in the theater. Every. You can do this. I'm just an insurance man. I don't think I want to touch that. This is our. This is a first for the both of us. <laughs> I don't think I want to touch that. <laughs> I forgot that's a classic line from the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I want to touch that. It's the Constitution. All right. So uh, <laughs> I could just yell. <laughs> I don't know what's happening right now? Yeah. Yell lines from the trailer. Is secretly in this movie? Yeah. He okay. is. Okay. Uh, well, he's he's the. Um, so Nick Cage is in the spy plane. And uh, it gets shot down, and then um, for some reason, when he hits the ground, it, uh, it becomes uh, Luke Wilson, and he's behind enemy lines, and uh, he's got to try and evade everybody. He's and living in the shadow of his brother, yeah. Owen Wilson, oh, constantly. <laughs> and um, but then uh, uh, an ex Bond comes and helps him uh, get his family out of the city, <laughs> and uh, Tom Hanks uh, has mail. And eventually, <laughs> eventually shows up, uh, goes there, watches a bunch of people get shot at the the wall, and um, the bridge is a real place, right? Because I remember, <laughs> I remember there was asking a, me like I'm a geography major. I remember there was a yes, game. Uh, There's actually, <laughs> no, no, I was gonna talk about yes, the game for a little while. Uh, the bridge is in between East yes. and West Germany. Yes, yeah. sir. <laughs> okay. Um, what and game? There's a game? Are you yeah, there's Stratego. No, there's a game where there's actually that bridge, mm-hmm. and you have to try and get across it without getting shot in your head. I mean, I th- is is that a game in the sense that it's a video game? Okay, I was gonna say, <laughs> in the sense of really people did this. Yeah, really, they played that game, yeah. and losing was not fun. It was not. No, you it was, exploded into color. It was <laughs> really bad. Yeah, uh, and there was uh, fireworks went off in your head. Mm. Um, but uh, but just as Tom Hanks is uh, trying to get the Russian spy back over there, um, the uh, the people in America just kill him. You know they 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 stage an accident in the prison where he's being held and he dies. So then he contacts uh, Superman, and wow. they do they do a daring uh, clothesline uh, jump over the wall. And um, and the Lone Ranger tries to stop them. Oh boy! But uh, you've combined so many movies at I this know. point. It eventually leads to. I mean, he takes him back to his uncle, basically Nick Cage's uncle, who's um, pl- just played by an older Nick Cage. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's what I imagined. Yep, because oh, uh, because the Nick Cage that gets shot down is uh, Con Air Nick Cage <laughs> with a Southern draw, oh. and then. Um, he takes him to his uncle, who is Ghost Rider Nick Cage. Oh, I thought it would be like knowing Nick Cage. No, no, because no, he's too somber. We need okay. we need an angry, oh, yeah. an, angry an angry Nick Cage. An angry Cage. Yeah, isn't he angry in everything? Not usually. No, sometimes he's like really like sad. In uh, what was it? Next, he was super chill. I need to see next. I know. You've never seen next? No. That's actually a decent the, like time travel. I'm gonna tell you're the second person in a week who's surprised that I haven't seen next. Next is and who also just brought it up at another. Next be the third person, really? <laughs> like next? No, let it's me, too soon. Let <laughs> me let me just say like next is not a good movie, mm-hmm. but the ideas in next are awesome. I'm sure. Like really sure. cool ideas in that movie. We should review that instead of pan. I'm totally down. Okay. All right, let's just scrub let's, this let's recording. Scrub this rec- <laughs> just erase it, and we'll we'll sit down and watch next. Uh, okay. I think it's on Netflix. 
I'm sure it is. So, sure listeners is. on your local Netflix channel, uh, watch next. Sure. Next. Nextflix. Nextflix. Yeah. Um, Make that be your next movie. On the on your local Cage channel. Your Cage channel. <laughs> All right. So this is uh, another episode wrapped up here. I don't yep. know what we're gonna review. I thought oh, Steve yeah. Jobs came out, but it's I don't think so. Well, let's let's tentatively say maybe Jobs because if we find I mean, a theater that we can go to, you mean Steve Jobs? Uh, sure. Unless you want to watch Ashton Kutcher. No. Okay. No. <laughs> Uh, because not again. Because they're th- uh, at the block. I think it's they've limited. got thirty screens. It's, so I think it's in limited release. So sometimes, but theaters. sometimes they show stuff early well, at the block at the, um, because there's so many screens there. I mean, or do you want to go to the United Artists? No, United you, I Artists? know you don't like the uh, the town Ooh. center, Long Beach town center. Oh, Why are we God. talking about this on air? I've been going there too much. I know you don't like it, but they show everything. Somehow. I saw I saw the Martian there yesterday oh. again, and it was nice. But like, I hate that theater so much. Mm. So much. I don't know. I don't know what that was. And especially with the heat, man. I'm done with outdoor malls, but I feel like we're in California. There, that's everywhere. I don't know. I had to do my uh, my whole FDR thing again when I saw uh, the movie the other day. Yeah. <laughs> I bring a jacket and I put it over my legs because he's adorable. <laughs> like so I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get cold, guys. <sighs> so hopefully, Steve Jobs. If not, I don't know. It'll be a surprise. Are we doing? It'll probably be room, is what I'm what I'm thinking. <sighs> Wait, <laughs> Brie Larson, she's a good she's a goodie. I've heard so many good things about this movie. Oh, okay. Uh, but whatever we watch, we hope that you'll join us next week. Uh, until then, this has been episode two forty six. I'm Andrew. I'm Jessica. And I'm Jordan. And remember, listeners, if someone tells you that you're the <clears throat> the person of prophecy. And a suited dude walks in and says, your mom's actually in the fairy world. I don't believe her. Or him. Is that if you're going to write like about a character, like they need to be a specific character. Yeah. Don't like I am. So many stories that we've read this semester from people start off like, oh, the world is great. Like they're describing like moods and style. Uh-huh. And I'm, and then like they don't name a character for like three pages. And yeah. and I'm like, I don't have a sense of anything right about now. this person. I Because I when I start a story, like I'll give you something concrete mm-hmm. to grab. Yeah, because I want you to like see something, mm-hmm. and then I'll, images. Then I'll give you some images are yeah. incredibly important. Talk, talk about a person. Talk about a place. Talk yeah. about you know something that they're looking at. For God's sake, like don't don't go like, oh the world was great. It's like what what are you even talking? Yeah, about? no, no, no. Okay, now we can get into this. Oh, can we do things now? We can discuss. We can so what things. the fuck is wrong with the editing in this movie? I because it feels know. like oh now we're here. Oh now we're here. Well, now we're here. Also, every scene now has its here? own internal logic that doesn't connect to the logic nope. of the rest of the film. At nope. All. Not even a little. Yep. Yeah. Every, like, I kind of liked it in the beginning when uh, the two boys, they break into the nun's secret stash. Yep. And it's like all this crazy gold and food and, like, the records okay. are, like, in Why water. Why are they submerged? I don't right? know. They're, I was into it. I was like, this is queer. And they're I like apparently it. And on the second or third floor because there's a roof above them. <laughs> And they go down into the cellar. I didn't even think about this. But they're on the second or third floor. So that means that they go into her office and then go down a floor. So they're on the second floor, which is a submerged in water. So what the fuck does the first floor look like? I don't know. Is the first floor just under, I mean, is this orphanage in a river? That's above the pool. 
and the pool splashes oh. up. I don't know. It makes no sense. Look, man, you have to, I make, just felt you have like to make your you have to make your own sense in this they, film. They That's wanted to is. do like through lines because water comes up a bunch of different times in this film, oh, which sure. is like source of life, and it, it has a bunch of different well, meanings. Else, yeah, water is the crossing into the the. The spirit world. Yeah, the spirit world. So that's when he finds the record of his mother. Yeah. The spirit world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he's they, dyslexic. They're working with symbols, but it doesn't work. Yeah. No, it doesn't work. Yeah, he's dyslexic? He's, what yeah, the right? He's dyslexic, so that means that anyone who's dyslexic is actually part fairy, well, and they can, <laughs> read, can read fairy, fairy. text. Yeah. yeah, he that's understands why, fairy. Because fairy text moves, mm-hmm. and his brain automatically switches it right. So, uh, that I mean, you're making more sense of it than I ever did, because I was just like, oh, he didn't learn to read. And then he and then fairies he instantly knows fairy. Well, the moment it shows him trying to read in the words jumble, it's like oh he's dyslexic. Well, yeah, and I then got, they bring it up. I either later. thought dyslexic or couldn't read at all, like never yeah. was taught. I, yeah, mm-hmm. I kind of had the couldn't yeah. read feeling going on. Mm-hmm. I got dyslexic. Well, because, I, I jumped because between not, the two because not being able to read would have him trying to read it and then going. The fact that they show the letters interchanging, mm-hmm. that's dyslexia. Okay. Yeah, that's I literally that. dyslexia. I thought that. But then I also thought, because he never even tries, really. Well, he tries, but then goes, can you do it for me? Yeah. And he, okay. he looks all upset. And on that scene, why didn't we get to hear the full letter? Like, I kept waiting for, and he had, like, one little piece the whole time. And I'm like, what happened to the rest of it? Like, why can't we hear the whole thing? Because yeah. she ripped it up. She ripped it yeah, up. Yeah, but he kept all, he, like, put it Yeah, and then we saw it, like, float away, and it said always. And it's like, okay. When he got grabbed by the pirate, it flew away. Sure. I don't know, man. They made such a big stink about it. Mm -hmm. I wanted it to come back later. You know, I feel I feel like we get that when he finally sees her again. Yeah, when she's dead, but not really because fairies can make her face, but not forever. Like that didn't make any sense. (laughs) Yeah, why not talk to her all the time then? Yeah, why did just stay with me, mom? Like just come with me. Yeah, Yeah. fairies can make your face, so just always do that. We don't have to say bye. Right? Mm -hmm. They never explained like is. When a fairy dies, their spirit goes to... No, there was okay. nothing. Let's get off this dumb subject. Let's talk about the animation. We we touched on it uh, before we even... There's okay. like weird animated segments, which I kind of enjoyed. Mm. Uh, especially, I liked the first bit of it with the memory tree or whatever. Yep. I was like, I'm super into this. Mm-hmm. Memory tree, that's yeah. cool. Really Me- cool. Rings, like rings in a tree. Yep. Yeah. Fairies can read the memories. Got it. That was I'm really in. cool. Then the second time they did it, I was like, no, this is nope. dumb. Yep. Yep. That's There's memories like, in the water. I was like, oh, it's convenient I'm for like, them. I'm like, what? But then I was like, whose memories are they? Are they Tiger Lily's memories? Are they the mermaid's memories? But then memories? she wasn't, yeah, she wasn't in the water. So yep. whose memories are they? Yeah, just well, hold look. your breath and while you're dying underwater, you'll <laughs> right? see memories. You'll get to look, see everything. No big as, deal. As we all know from the uh, Assassin's Creed series, oh, our memories are stored in our DNA and we can relive our ancestors' uh, experiences oh, boy. through the use of uh, machines. Uh, that's stored me. in our mito- mitochondrial me, DNA. Me. I know. Kind of jump there. <coughs> also, it's, okay. It's it's established. So <laughs> I did like, that's how they did the flashbacks, though. They could have just done the memory tree again, or they could have right. done... We gone they didn't the even need tree. to bother about memories in the water. That like, was so that bizarre. That just felt dumb. Um, no, we're underwater and there's mermaids. We got to do cool visual I shit. I did mm-hmm. like the bubbles and all that, and then the ink. And I was like, where did the ink come from? It was just oh. weird. Yep. The bubble part was cool, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, I'm a little bit troubled by the whole... You know, the fairy prince stole the love of Captain Blackbeard. Because mm-hmm. that's just, that to me is just boring. Like, yep. it's like, oh, he stole. Haven't the, heard that one before. Yeah, oh, you were in love and then he stole her? Wow. I guess you weren't a great guy. And mm-hmm. then he had to kill her. Oh. Yep. That's how it happens. So, <laughs> since we're talking about uh, Blackbeard, oh, no. uh, the man, the myth, the legend, uh, <laughs> how does his. 
he he exists <laughs> outside of logic. Well, because if no no no, if fairies create crystals, yeah, kay. that he can use to that snort can be and mind mind. Yeah, when they find that doorway, is, is Pixum dead fairy? Like, do it's they bury either, the fairies? It's either dead fairy or the crystals they create. Because that entire uni- that that nest that they're in is all crystal. Yeah. So why it's wouldn't behind a? It's like thing. Wano. <laughs> yeah. Like why wouldn't? <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay, but this or like bee honey. Like this what? Film, okay, but every other form of like of resource that's renewable, mm. aside from oil. Yeah. Which we're fucking oil is not of. a renewable resource. I know. I know. Yeah. But but I'm saying is like pick some, some is oil. Pixum is oil, but then if where does it if come fairies from? create Pixum, mm-hmm. then why would you want to kill all of them? Thank you, thank you. That makes dummy. no maybe that's how you get fucking the Pixum from their sense. dead bodies. I'm it, thinking it comes from their dead bodies. But then, it but was then never explained. But no, then, of course not. Then why let them why? on fire and let them fall into the the ga- the also, air? Because he had okay. enough his supply. He had enough. Also, why did no, they he not didn't. do this? He just super... goes that he doesn't. That's why he needs to get in there. In, in that cave, though, he had enough. He was like, I'm going to be Yeah, but it, it never establishes that the crystals are dead fairies. It never establishes that because those crystals look different than what he snorted in that scene. Yeah, those crystals. Those were luminescent. Huge. Those other crystals were just crystals. They weren't. They didn't have that glow. Mm-hmm. So we never established where Pixum comes from and why the fairies need to die. And if they do become Pixum when they die, then why would using flamethrowers on the side of the ship and letting their dead bodies fall into fucking nothingness help anybody? Wouldn't they have things to catch the dead fairies then if they die and become... It makes no sense. No, what I'm going to tell you also like, makes... Like if, if, <laughs> please. No, no, no. Let's, let's, let's turn this out. into a different You're thing. You're thinking no. too hard. If, if, if an animal creates a resource that you want to exploit, you put it into farms... You don't kill all of them and go, oh, fuck. He's not a farmer. He's a pirate. Well, he's an idiot pirate. He's an idiot. He needs to establish dominance. No, he's stupid. <laughs> he wants to rule the island. And he can sing. And he's, he can sing. He's an idiot. He wants to be a singing ruler. And no. he has very good balance. Here's what I'm going to no, tell you. It's a good actor playing a character that has the wrong motivation in every way and form. If he's, if he's living forever and wants to keep living forever, yeah. logic dictates that he wants to create a renewable resource. By destroying that resource... Becomes finite. He's oh, yeah. destroying himself. He's literally killing himself. This character would not do that. Also, logically, th- that's how this movie, oddly enough, connects to Jupiter Ascending. The villains have the same yeah. desire, but th- but in that way, it is renewable because they can reseed planets. Yeah, it, but that's not possible that's, here. It's the weird thing where Jupiter Ascending actually made more sense than another movie. Yeah, it's really sad. Uh, here's what else I'm going to tell you: If the fairies, uh, when they start fighting the pirates, if they could do that shit. Why were they, Why doing, they that? doing that to begin Why with? They're ca- getting caught on fire, and they're just like, "Oh, I guess we're dying." Uh, and then dead. later on, it's like not, they're not even beating them up; they're just like spinning around them. Yeah, they're just like pinning them. Yep. And I'm like, if you could do that, why didn't you do that? Because in needed, the beginning, they needed pan. They needed pan to say, fight. "Oh, and his yes. pose, his fucking fight pose." I was like, "What am I? Am I watching Dragon Ball Z right now? Yep. What just yep. happened?" He went saying. Oh. He went full saying. <laughs> yeah, the end of this movie really hurt me. Because it like, made no fucking in, sense. In all my, I wanted to see. I wanted to see montages during the film when him and Hook are going through the thing of Hook teaching him how to fight with a sword. Yeah, Ooh, that'd be interesting. Because yeah, imagine that last scene that. where he's helping Tiger well, Lily by like, actually fighting instead of flying fucking Matrix style and throwing pirates off of the ship with his fairy mind powers. I like that Tiger Lily fought. Black. She was yeah, fantastic. That, that was, was a good. Cool. She was amazing. That was really cool. It just was really disappointing when she gets delegated to being Hook's lady. Yep. Even though, like, she's clearly not super into it. Yep. 
Like yeah. she, there's a part where there's literally a scene where she tells Hook, she's "You're not like, like nope. you're not like any of the guys that I know." And he's like, "Oh, thanks." And she's like, "No, you you lie and cheat and you're bad." <laughs> you're and able. then she walks away and she's like, "I told him." Like, it's <laughs> like and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah you told him." You and missed then, the smile. That's what I'm saying. The smile. Uh, I think it was her being like, "I told him." Like, as nope. in, no, she, I know it's I supposed to. She thinks he's cute. I know yeah, it's supposed I to be that, that like, but I want to take it in a way that's logical and not in a way that's we need movie couples. No, movie couple. No. Yeah, and this this was also like weirdly made to um, you know that there's like there's a faction of Disney Peter Pan people that believe Tiger Lily is the princess that Peter Pan deserves, not Wendy. You know people people ship they're shippers. Ever <laughs> heard of this phenomenon? I, I haven't. I am shipping. I am. That's all what they ears call right it. Now. Uh, when in a fictional piece of work, you want two characters to be in a relationship. Okay. Um, while you guys talk about this, I'm gonna go get another slice. Cool. Of pizza. Do that. And get water. I see you're out. Yeah, I'm out of water. You should put some M&Ms on top of it. So shipping is a (laughs) phenomenon. (laughs) No, but for real, there's like, um, like, you know how like in in the Disney animated Peter Pan, it's like, like he gets Wendy and everyone's like, oh, him and Wendy, they're the couple. Mm -hmm. But no, there's a, there's another larger group, I think, that thinks that Tiger Lily is the Peter Pan uh, uh, girl. Yeah. Yeah. And so this movie very much goes against that by making Peter like way younger than Tiger Lily and making Hook the right age. To hit on Tiger Lily, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's that's disturbing, right? How yeah. do you feel about that? How do I feel? Wow. How do you feel because um, I I was disturbed because there's like a whole they try and make it a thing where it's like he's like I want to go home and she's like where's that and he's like home is where I'm from and she's like no home is where you make it or something mm-hmm. and it's like is that f- flirting? Is that her saying I want to be a wife? Like I don't understand what we're supposed to take from that. That's Except. her trying to impart wisdom onto him. Yeah, yeah but then I it didn't seems like he's flirting. I know it's. I don't think it is flirting, but I think that's what we're supposed to like. The movie's like, look, it. He's instead he's, of flirting, look, he changes. Yeah, he, as a character. No, no, no. I'm gonna do both. <laughs> well, this this review deserves nothing. So. Oh snap! <laughs> I'm gonna. No, like straight up, you. it's supposed. To, he's supposed to have a character arc. He's supposed to change. He's supposed to like become you know a good person throughout the thing. Because well, he came but, back, he came back to help right. fight. I I agree completely. But that's also like a but classic based, trope. Yeah. Well, not only not only is it a trope, it's also it. it's also counterintuitive to everything we know about Hook. Yeah. Because that means that Hook becomes Blackbeard. He repeats the mistakes of Blackbeard. He falls in love with someone. Something happens that makes him evil. Oh, maybe that is the sequel. Pan oh. steals Tiger Lily from him. And they because as he gets older, Can we write this no, for them because I want because it to everyone be everyone better. except for adults doesn't age. So if if Tiger Lily is just above the age or yeah, just they below, even, they never even touch on that. By the way, that if was she's, super confusing for me. If she's just below the age of adulthood, then she will not age. She was young enough to be trained by Pan's mother. Which was a long time ago. Yeah, and she Which looks seemed young. like it was a long time ago. Yeah, right. It did seem so. And that's that's you can't even determine a lot of ages because Blackbeard's immortality. Right. Which that was when they first introduced that. I was like, is this a new character? Who's this weird gray person? Right. And then he puts on the mask, yeah. and it's it's Hugh Jackman. I was like, when did he become gray? Did I miss a scene? What happened? I don't know. I so, don't know. So I don't know. <laughs> if from what I understand, then. This is a time where everyone actually ages on the island because all the fairies are gone. Because Oh, so fairies come back. If and then... fairies come back into the world mm-hmm. and sprinkle the whole area with fairy dust, mm-hmm. maybe that's what stops people from aging. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they disappeared, everyone started aging. Because mm-hmm. fairy dust, uh, canonically, it just makes people fly. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we're asking, but, but we're Pan, asking a lot of fairy there, dust right okay, now. Pan was... doesn't need it, though. 
No, of course not. Because he's, wondering... he's born of he's half very fairy. human. I don't mm-hmm. know what are we... Please. When I... <laughs> When he first gets the pixel, am I saying that right? Pixum, I think they're calling it. Pixum? All right. When he first gets the pixum and then, you know, he has, he needs to fly and he does, I was thinking it was because he held it. Oh, that's interesting. And Blackbeard even considered that. Blackbeard does a call forward, if you will, and says, think happy thoughts. Think happy thoughts and kicks him. Apparently he says that every time he kills someone. Isn't that weird? That's super awesome. That's like a, he has a kill catchphrase. That's super awesome. (laughs) That's the only thing I love about his character. Think happy thoughts. It died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I was thinking it was because of that, but in that theory, everyone who touched it would be flying. That's interesting, so. though. I I think that would have been way more interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I think we're. I think we and should how, rewrite how, this film. How <laughs> often, <laughs> like as a kid who's supposed to fly, how often does he fall? In every scene, he mm. eats shit. Mm. Well, I thought it was interesting how they made him afraid of heights. You know, yeah, that's uh, I think that was kind of corny though. Uh, and they didn't even every character who's supposed to fly in any movie is afraid of heights, or first. who's supposed to go somewhere high. Like every yeah. time, I f- I feel like they really <laughs> missed an opportunity though. In the very beginning of this film, the the evil nun tells Peter to go on the roof to clean the roof. Yeah, and then there's an air raid, and then that's the opportunity to get to Robert. But I think they should have been on the roof. Yep, I think they should have been on the roof, and that's when he flew the first time. I feel like that—that's a weirdly missed. Like a bomb coming in, and he grabs his friend, and, and they jumps, fly yeah. back mm-hmm. way further than they should be able to. Mm-hmm. That would have been or super they land, cool. They land softly because he—he he basically flies them. To but the he—but he doesn't. But he doesn't think. I, I would like it better if. Uh, I think it would make more sense because he shouldn't know that he's able to fly. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. So then a bomb going off near them and them flying back and landing mm-hmm. still hard, but flying back way further to not get hurt and him just going, Oh Jesus, good thing we were far enough away yeah. from that. That would make way more sense. Cause then us as an audience know, Oh, he, Something's there's something up. going on here yeah. that he's not even aware of, mm-hmm. and, but it's, it's showing up. That'd be way better. And then him and his friend could just like talk it off. Like, Oh, it was just the blast. Yep. Or... Cause they're, they'd be covered in soot or whatever. Yeah. And then, and then uh stomping time would come in. Mary Poppins. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah, I also didn't. I mean, like, there's a lot of the ending that I don't think works. But so, okay, so Peter goes back to get all his friends from the orphanage because mm-hmm. the nun is evil. But at this point, she's not selling them to the pirates anymore because he's defeated the pirates. Right. So what is? I mean, besides the nun being evil, yeah. Like, is he, he saving them? He missed his. Friend. I mean, he missed his good friend. What was his name? Buttons. Well, he's got to make his lost boys. <laughs> I know. But he oh, had please. all the prisoners. <laughs> He could have used them. Yeah, he had plenty. Yeah, of but people. the prisoners were all different ages and stuff like and that. And then w- was he going to take them all back to wherever they belong? Maybe. If they wanted it? Look, this movie doesn't wrap anything up. Well, except literally, it, it, it doesn't wrap up anything except for that. Maybe in the future things could go wrong. <laughs> Super literally, dumb. Hook says yeah. to Pan, what could go wrong yep. about Beca- their friendship? Because how amazing would it be that if his name wasn't Hook, but instead when he fought with a sword, he used a hook in the other hand? Yeah. As like a oh, weapon. Ple- he never fights with that hook, and I never. wanted him to fight or use it. Right, yeah. Besides sharpening, he like, sharpens tools with it. Have that be a call forward yeah. of him using a hook, and that's how he fights. His, his real last name isn't Hook. He he has like a, an actual backstory in the books mm-hmm. where he was a teacher. Yeah. Like, there's a whole thing going on there, but it just doesn't... Okay, back, back to Hook. In the beginning, when he's like, I don't want to help you to the kid, but then he goes and he... If you swing like that, you're going to hurt your arm or something. It's like, then why are you even bothering if you're being such a big jerk? Because he used to be a teacher. They don't. That's not the backstory in this movie. I know. Not even a little. I know. I they just, they gave him full... no backstory so that a sequel, they could give him whatever backstory. Because they he's trying to be Han Solo and not give a shit. Oh, that's true. 
because he's he trying to be non solo. Han Solo. He doesn't want to give a shit. He's a non solo. He's a non solo <laughs> of this uh, suburb. He's a, he's a nonchalant. Yeah, he's a nonchalant, roguish character. <sighs> like literally, he's the archetypal rogue, then and why, it's super dumb. Why why I don't believe in what you are, but you you can get me out of here. Yeah, you're gonna help me out, kid. Yeah, especially when they get. He's like. He's like, we can trick the tribe into believing that you're the thing that you are, but I don't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and Smee? Yeah, what the, what the uh, <laughs> Super dumb. <laughs> that was like, Super dumb. That was extra painful. Yep. No, they, he was... They li- didn't need that. He was a plot device of how do we get the pirates to show up yeah. at the tribe yeah. home. They, need, that's all a, he was. We need a wimp. We up to a, that point, he's nothing but comic relief. I don't think mm. he even shows up. No. Yeah. After he that, disappears. he disappears out of the movie. You're that's like, what I'm saying. Oh. That's why he was created. They needed a way to find the kids. And also, how do you have a hideaway on the side of a cliff where when anybody flies by, they see the vibrant colors of your fucking tents? That is not hidden. Don't question. The pirates could just go right by and be like, hey, there's a bunch of bright colors in the forest. That's where they are. Oh, talking about bright colors. This isn't secret at all. Okay, so when the tribes people are killed, they explode into color explosions. But when the pirates are killed, they just fall over? Yeah. Yeah. What? Mm. Because the color explosions reminded me of, again, we're stealing from Hook yep. when they have the food fight. Yep. yep. And I was like, is that what they're going for? And then it also reminded me of Kingsman, which is super weird. That's super weird. And also correct. Yep. <laughs> In the weirdest super way. Super weird. Yep. Wow. Uh, I didn't even think about that. That's super weird. That is weird. It's just, it's such a strange choice. No, we don't get to see anyone innocent die. Yeah. No one innocent dies in this film. Well, they explode into color. Yeah, because that's what happens. <clears throat> now, I thought they were going to do a thing where, because in... I'm going to keep going back to the book, because I read the book a couple of years ago. You're like, and Andrew knows. <laughs> Here's the deal. I read it. In the book, it was... Um, Neverland is a is a dream world. Yep. It's not an actual physical location. It's like a dream world. It's 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 a whole thing. But also, in, in the thing... like. The pirates in the uh, in there they're literally Native Americans. They're in, you know Indians as they called them. Mm-hmm. They, neither of them actually die. They battle like just for supremacy. Yeah, because no one can die because yeah, it's, it's a like, dream world. It's like kid play fighting. Yeah, you know you fall down and then the next day you get up and you're like, okay, that was fun. Let's battle again. Yeah, no one dies in Neverland. Yeah, that's the point. I thought they were going to go on that, but then you're, they're killing pirates left and right, and yep. then the tribal people explode into color. Although, although if we do operate under that logic, that means that the people in the fairy caves are just going to fall forever because they don't die, mm. and there's no floor, mm. and they're not burnt. I mean, there must mm. be a floor no. somewhere. Look, it's a fairy realm. So Blackbeard right. can come back. Of course. Okay. Look. Yeah. Uh, also, yeah, it he'll be see him die. He'll be 175. He just fell down. Yeah. 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 He fell down into Pixum. Oh yeah, and then oh. he's gonna become. Pixum stabs him. Yep, it's he'll live and he forever. absorbs it. Yeah, and he becomes he the becomes evil Blackbeard fairy. Snort it as black he's breathing. Black fairy. No. Black fairy. Beard mm-hmm. fairy. Fairy beard. Fairy, fairy beard. Fairy beard. <laughs> um, also, uh, I was annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> I was annoyed by, and this is so weird and small, but uh, Hook is the one who says that things are not good form. And Blackbeard says it, and that bothered me because mm-hmm. that's that's like a hook catchphrase. Yep, he, he's like that's, that's not what I'm good saying. Form. Is and is so based on the way this movie sets everything up? Maybe that's where Hook got it. Uh, hook, hook, hook never heard him say it. Yeah. He said it to Pan. Blackbeard said it to Pan, he which that's really Hook good says it to Pan, and he was super far away. Yeah, wasn't he on the other ship? Wasn't he um, not even there yet? No, he wasn't even there yet. Well, you know wasn't what? his <laughs> ship crashed and he was hanging on to some pixel? Yeah, it was super dumb. Um, enhances the hearing. Ba- based on <laughs> based on everything that happens in this movie, like 
Hook becomes a shitty character because he just he's someone who's just going to repeat the failures of Blackbeard. Mm-hmm. That's horrible. Well, I don't. I mean, I don't even see why at this point Hook would become evil. Yeah, there's no unless, reason. As we described the whole weird woman stealing situation, which is dumb. But wouldn't he? But wouldn't he learn from what happened with you Pants? Does he know parents? the story though? Because he wasn't showing those. Oh, he memories. just has to go underwater, and he'll get yeah. the memory. Yeah, that's all. No, he was in the room when they when they did the the memory tree, tree? But not the not the water one. The, yeah. He went to the go check out the ship, and Tiger Lily was like, "Oh, by the way, we need to do a flashback, so d- go underwater." Yeah, just try not to drown. I think that it sets it up for a sequel. That's why there's all these questions. Well, it's not gonna get one. It didn't make enough money, but not I think even close. I think it did. But I think that's why it was set up. The I way think it, it did was. want a sequel. Yeah. Oh, they should have made a better movie. <laughs> they should have made a way better movie. <laughs> they shouldn't have worried about a sequel. No, and I think that's what they that, were too worried about. Yeah. It's super dumb. Yeah, I mean, it's also like the whole the the new trend in in doing fantasy origins or fantasy sequels is to have a prophecy, mm-hmm. and that that just bothers it's me now. So, it it's was old. It was old ten years ago. It was yeah. I hate it. The crazy thing is, like, it works in like Harry Potter. And I don't know how it works in Harry Potter because it does, right? Because am I crazy? Like that's well, the one where it actually reason, makes sense and works. The reason why it works in Harry Potter is because he, you realize that he's not actually the chosen one. Well, he, it's like no, a shared he's not chosen. It's it's because Voldemort or whatever the hell you're Voldemort. supposed to Voldemort. Yeah, he's the chosen one, uh-huh. and he. The only reason he has anything to begin with is because, like, he survived. Mm-hmm. Like it's not it's not a. It's not uh, this was prophesied it was supposed to happen. It was this person is the prophecy and you survived them. Hmm. And because of that, you were touched by it. Like he, he's in the prophecy by association. I think you should talk it's to not Harry really Potter about scholars. Him. I think they disagree with you. No, this is true. Okay. This is true. Okay. I don't want to get into it right now because I haven't read the books, but this is true. Thing. Oh, that's why. Um, okay, I'm sorry. Uh, but uh, no, because they even really? do the, But the thing is, no, no, no. I think why it works in, in I mean, uh, not that this matters even, but in Harry Potter, they don't introduce a prophecy until like book four or something. And in all these other things, it's like right away, we got to talk about a prophecy. It was up. even in goddamn Alice in Wonderland. Yep. Tim Burton one that was bad. It was like, why, why is there a prophecy? Well, well, hold on. A Tim Burton movie, a recent one was bad? Yeah. Are you sure? Look, you didn't see uh, Big Eyes. That's a goodie. Did you see Big Eyes? Big Eyes? Bug Eyes? I haven't seen that one. Uh, Big Eyes? Big Eyes? Big Eyes? Yeah, they did it in Star Wars, the prequels, and it was bad there, too. So bad. He's going to bring balance to the Force. It's a prophecy. What is the Metachlorians? Yoda's Yoda's Metachlorian prophecy. Wouldn't this, would Pan have been better with Yoda? Let's answer that question. Uh Uh-huh. Jessica, what do you? Yeah, but Yoda, Yoda, would, Yoda and Pan. Yeah, he, yeah, but he yeah, makes everything better. Yeah, but Yoda would have been Peter Pan. No, because he's already green. Yoda would have been the chief of the tribal oh, people, yeah. and then he would have pretend died, and then he would have come back. Yep, that would have been real nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, and that I mean, uh, we see zero sword fighting from Levi Miller. I've got a, and it's disappointing in every way because he's supposed well, to become an amazing swordsman who uses a little Pan, dagger. Yeah, Pan fights with a dagger. I know. First of all. But it's still fencing. He's still fencing. Uh, he doesn't use it like a dagger and come at them with like Krav Maga fighting. He fences. Let me talk about a disappointment uh, on a character level. Uh, another one. Um, when uh, they're first talking to Pan and they show him the memory tree and then he's like, is my mother in the secret fairy world? And then the chief gives a nod to Tiger Lily and she says, of course. And then that turns out to be a lie. Yeah, that's everyone lies to him in the whole movie. But here's the thing. And then she says, I didn't want to tell you the truth because then you wouldn't have joined us. 
but her tribe is built on honesty. Like, yeah. as she talks yeah. to Hook, she would never have lied there. Yeah. I don't believe that she would have lied. The the whole the whole tribe wouldn't have gone with that plan. Mm-hmm. Unless she hardcore believed it, like, you know. Yeah, if she believed yeah. that the mother was alive, that would have been better. Yeah, yeah, but the thing is, the the main dude gives her the nod. That yeah. means that the whole tribe has come to an understanding of we're going to lie to him. I took that nod. Now, this is just me. Maybe it's me, but for me, I took that nod as tell him the truth. And then, and then she, she, lies? she lies? I don't think she would do that. That's the thing. I don't think she would, but I think that's what that nod was supposed to be. Yeah. <sighs> there's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. That's all I'm going to say. I can't yeah, the, movie, the movie fails to bring up like consistent logic for its characters. Mm-hmm. Consistent like, logic for anything. Yeah, I like aside from Levi Miller playing Pan, like Peter, everyone else is not operating the way that character would operate. Nobody is. Mm-hmm. And it makes no sense. And I mean, maybe Blackbeard is. No, but 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 oh, then God, I bring up the whole thing. Oh yeah, he kills fairies. Yeah, why would he kill fairies? Why would he fear fairies? God, I can't even speak correctly. It's okay. like. Don't even, no, don't even worry. he would farm them. He would put them in a farm. Yeah, yeah. I don't care if you're a pirate. It makes no sense to destroy the thing that keeps you alive. Yeah. No sense. Like, oh, this dialysis machine is the only thing that keeps me alive. I'm going to destroy it. Because I want the thing inside it. Yeah, it's got blood inside. I'm going to break it. No, it makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. <sighs> we, uh, uh, All right, stop, stop. <laughs> I think, are we good? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that will be the end of the discussion. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com. <laughs>